When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the podcast where we interview guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. And with me always is your other host. What's up, party people? It's Bryce Johnson. Hey, Bryce. How's it going, man? And with us always is our trusty producer, Riley Bray. Say hi, Riley. Hi, Riley. How are you boys doing? <laughs> oh, that Oldest old. joke in the book. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm excited because today is the official launch of our Patreon campaign. Oh, wow. Which gives our trusty listeners a chance to support our program yes now we currently produce a show out of pocket so any support you can provide helps us greatly um it's a labor of love it is a labor of love and and listen i want to say uh if you love our show don't worry it's going to stay exactly the same in fact i argue it's only going to get better and it will remain free to enjoy on our main feed currently we have Two tiers available for you uh, to to patron to patronize. That to sounds Patreon. bad. Yeah, that sounds bad. Don't patronize yeah. me. No, don't patronize <laughs> me. Uh, but um, for your patronage, uh, for one buck a month. Uh, one buck helps pay for our guests' coffee and uh, simultaneously boosts your Bigfoot karma, which means that for one dollar a month. Your chances of seeing Bigfoot in the wild just go up just a notch. It increases. Just, it increases. Any little help for you to see Bigfoot, uh, increase your chances. That is that is a dollar well spent. That's just $12 a year. And that's just a scientific fact. That's just scientific fact. Exactly. Yeah. And we all know that we are big on science and facts in this on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then for five dollars a month, you will get access to all of our bonus content. This includes three to five bonus shows a month and posts. Oh God, po- 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 I, you you think that going to uh, uh, conservatory for uh, seven years. <laughs> To learn the arts, I could stop popping my peas. <laughs> oh boy. But anyway, um, there will be posts exclusive to the Patreon, pa- Patreon page. Uh, bonus shows will include post episodes, extended discussions, special reports, and on-location field trip episodes like the Battle of L.A. episode we did a few weeks back, which was yes. badass. Riley worked so hard on that, putting together all those special sound effects and music and gunfire. It was fun for everybody. Yeah, great episode. Um, but that's it. We're going to keep it really simple right now. Um, and I want to say thank you to everyone out there who has already downloaded, listened, and just shared this show. We really, really appreciate it. And we really look forward to wa- uh, watching this community grow. Um, so hop over to Patreon.com, support Bigfoot Collectors Club today, 
And uh, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. This is so fun. And we are so excited that we have the opportunity to expand our programming. Um, but that's it. So uh, it's time for today's show. Bryce. Yes. Who is our guest this week? Oh, man, I'm so excited to introduce. This is a great friend of mine and a star of the new film, Once Upon a Superhero. It's Adam Marcinowski. Hey. Ladies and Let's give it up. Adam, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great, man. Uh, Adam and I did a, a, a short film, uh, I guess, maybe like five plus years ago called Lucidia. Time plus, bud. I know it, it oh does, but it was about uh, lucid dreaming. And uh, Oh, cool. Yes, yeah, a subject which I love. And uh, yeah, they needed to find a guy bigger than me to beat me up, so... Um, I don't. I haven't seen you guys stand back to back, so I'm not sure who's bigger. Well, there's one guy perfect for the job. And Easy cast. Adam. Easy cast. Yeah. But can he take on Riley? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I want to like get him side by side and take a picture of him. Or... Adam, oh, let's see. How tall are you? Hey, guys, let's just whip him out. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I am 6'5 and 3 quarters. Oh, yeah. wow. Riley? I like, to, I like to throw the 3 quarters out there. I am, I'm 6'7 and a half. Oh, wow. That's amazing. He's way buffer and in better shape. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, he is a, he is a barrel champion. Chested, strapping. It's a toss up. Either way, Mike, we got Bigfoot's for our next Bigfoot movie if we need him. No joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Yeti you've got, versus you've got Bigfoot. Your, whether it's a stand in or the main actor, we'll just trade back and forth. Right. It doesn't really matter. Adam, yeah. you have the build of like a strong, drunk father from the 1940s. <laughs> Let's find that. Let's find that. Let's write it. Yeah. Shoot it. That's Make great. it happen. Yeah. You could be like uh you could be one of those old timey Venice Beach. You know, that's interesting because I you know, the thirties and forties man, you know, when they dressed up those yeah. characters back then. Oh. Yeah, that was you'd be perfect for that. You literally just flexed your arms I, doing <laughs> thinking about it. You just saw my veins <laughs> pop out of my neck. My vascularity increase. I'm like Oh, yeah. man. Well, Adam, we're so excited to have you on the show. Before we get to your personal paranormal history, I have some Oh. BCC News. Great, great. According to an article from MysteriousUniverse.org, an Oregon woman has discovered an old futon with a Bigfoot print on it. Oh. And this is directly from the article I'm reading here. Bigfoot researcher Cliff Berrickman says his, on his blog that he was contacted on February 16, 2018, by an unnamed woman who claimed to have found a discarded futon mattress along Oregon Route 36 with unusual footprints on it. I know Cliff. He's yeah, the one that of gave course. Us our, uh, exactly. That's why I'm bringing him up. I was waiting for you to, yeah. to mention this that you guys are buddies. Yeah, he's legit. So this is on Cliff's blog, and this is reported uh, awesome. by MysteriousUniverse.org. Um, the witness contacted Berkman via email with pictures attached of the futon which was left on the roadside now unfortunately Cliff was out of town at the time and was concerned that the sheet would be damaged by incoming inclement weather picked up by someone who needed a bed so Berkman contacted fellow Sasquatch researcher Chris Minier. Do you know Chris Minier? I believe I might. Uh, might. Yes. That sounds like a no. No, I don't. I don't. This is like one of those social awkward. Well, I might have met him. Uh, conversations when you're like at a party and people are like, "Oh my god, three of boards was so when great," I, and you're like, "Yeah," and you're you're <laughs> lying. You haven't seen it. When I when we did Willow Creek, I met so many Bigfooters. It's hard to. Um, but I don't. No, I don't uh, recall Chris Minier. Is his last name Minier? M I N N I E A. I know Flippy. What's up? Flippy. What's up, Flippy? Who's Flippy? Oh, he's like, dude, that's a whole other episode. Hey, you um, can't just use our podcast to send secret shout-outs yeah, to shout Flippy. Out who, I'll All shout right. him out. 
Fair enough. Uh, so Minier contacted the witness and eventually located the mattress. Minier photographed and video recorded the futon and the footprints, took measurements, then cut the fabric, removed them, and took them home for further inspection. He notes that there was an obvious impression made into the mattress covering by whatever made the uh, covering by whatever made the prints. He says he plans to use the cloth in the photos to make 3D models of the footprints with the help of Bigfoot researcher and foot morphologist Dr. Jeff Meldrum at Idaho State University. All of this analysis will help determine if the prints are real or an elaborate hoax. Um, and they uh, said in the article, let me hop over to it, that the um, Oh yeah, here we go. The um, the the foot sizes were thirteen point seven five inches for the right foot and thirteen for the left foot. Wow. The stride length was forty eight inches and the width was six inches at the ball of the foot. Barrickman awesome. commented that the wide splay of the toes indicated to him that the owner of the feet had never owned shoes. Yeah, I think I saw this maybe on, on his Instagram account or something. Oh, cool, he, yeah. I think he might have already cast it. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, but it was it was an intriguing cast, to say the least. Well, I'm going to look for those photos. We'll throw it up on uh, all the uh, accompanying image displaying I mean, pages. I, for I know our... me, like when I'm walking around, if I see like a mattress, you know I'm going to bounce on that as, as I'm walking by, you know? It just seems fun. I, why, yeah. Why wouldn't Bigfoot do yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I like the idea that I like that they can tell that the 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 person has never worn shoes before by the way the feet are splayed out. Yeah, no doubt. And it, I didn't know that that was part of foot science, but that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, so that's what it is. Um, I love Cliff, that. Cliff's got uh, uh, his blog, and Thomas Powell, who's another researcher. Sure, um, heard of him. They have many photos and prints uh, on their blogs that people can judge for themselves. A futon was found near Barrickman's residence, so it's a good bet he'll be looking for the owner of the footprints. That's and awesome. I just want to ask our guests if either of them have been running around Oregon State Freeway 36 Highway without shoes on recently. No. Because judging from those foot sizes... It might have yeah. been one of a, one of you guys. Well, yeah, I am wearing shoes currently, though. <laughs> mm, that's true. <laughs> so that doesn't. Nah, really but how do out. I? Now that you mention it, I don't recall if I've ever seen you wear shoes before. This ad, their, this, this their feet are a little narrow. I think of the picture I've seen. This thing was a big, wide foot, and it's sort of a. Uh, Never uh, unique to its own in that sense. I mean, um, it was definitely uh, a pretty unique print. I just love that somebody found an old futon with yeah. a giant print on it. I know it's like, so cool. We got to we got to get other on the show. items are out there that have been crushed or stepped on by Bigfoot. What other man-made items that we don't know about? Well, I was going to say that's probably the first for a uh, a casted footprint that's not in like some mud or boggy creek. I mean, that's got to be an original mattress footprint. You know, yeah, one of a kind. Mm. Um, and this is in Oregon, right? Yeah, this is where he he lives up in uh, Oregon, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you're I from mean, Washington, yeah, aren't you? I mean, you have some of the most dense forests in Washington State and Oregon. I mean, there are places there that human beings haven't been. Yeah, yeah. So I want to know how did that futon get there? Everyone's wondering <laughs> yeah. how did Bigfoot yeah. come here? How did that futon get there? Well, Bigfoot left for college, and uh, you know, <laughs> he wanted a couch and a bed. Yeah, makes sense to me. I wish we could still rock just futons all the time as men in our 30s and 40s. Oh, no. I'm, I'm glad to have a nice bed, and uh, my futon days are over. I'm just going to go back to futon. I'm just going to lay all my apartment out with futons, futon mattresses. Everywhere. Just bring it back. Yeah, yeah bring it just back. Like, this is my yeah. futon couch, my futon bed, my futon so, chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. My futon uh, dinner table. Yeah. My futon blender. <laughs> yeah, it would be Chicks so, love that. That would be like, God, you're so 
so awesome. I have yeah. a 42 inch flat screen futon. <laughs> Uh, so Adam, you're telling us about the forests of your native yeah, lands, man, yeah, and how thick and dense they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very homoerotic episode. <laughs> yeah, it, it was how you set that up was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dot 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 ellipses. Oh yeah. No, I've been up there, man. Those it, it is uh, it is fascinating and it is surreal. I mean, you often think that like you know the the world is so populated, but when you're flying over areas like that or even walking through them, well, you get it. it it's it's almost as if like you know when you're you're driving down the five and you look at the trees and the mm-hmm. darkness of the trees and you see the the clouds setting over them and you're like that's where I want to be if I wanted to, if I didn't want to be around anybody no doubt about it 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 would be easy to escape in those woods you well, I sometimes think about uh, when I'm thinking about Bigfoot about how there's got to be just wild men living out there, just people who are completely off the grid, who've just disappeared, that are just being old school mountain men and weirdos. Absolutely, there are. There I, has to be. Why don't we have more encounters of people seeing just like wild, regular people living out in the woods? That's a great point. Is it because it's so <laughs> inhospitable or? It is inhospitable. You got to be a survivalist and you got to know you got to know those woods in order to like, you know, parlay more than a week. I mean, my god. But if you think of, of human history, like we're talking about shoes, right? And yeah. How that Bigfoot image whatever that was cast on that futon never wore shoes. Now, human beings we take warm showers. Mhm. That's a phenomenon that's only been around what for about 1500 years, whatever, okay? Sure. Less or you went to hot springs. The human body's been weakened by technology. I agree with that. So, so what that, I'm trying to say, so like someone like Bigfoot could probably survive in the elements better than we could. Oh, of course. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, they, they, they. I mean, a Bigfoot's foot is basically a shoe that's just a foot. Don't you think? Don't you? If you like got down there and looked at the bottom of that foot, it would be like a. 13 inch like tire tread you know what i mean it would be like super gnarly and tough and when i think of bigfoot like i think about how strong he probably is oh god like his wrist strength and his 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 just his pure muscularity because you look back like in the the warriors of the 13th uh, 14th century their weapons were huge yeah and very heavy and i I once talked to this guy who said i wonder how strong those guys were he goes back then their grips probably could have killed you yeah well you know that that reminds me of those uh in 1958 you know jerry crew where that this whole thing kind of got started uh, uh, on those trackways when they first started discovering them a lot of those loggers they were reporting like their their wire spools which are probably around you know five to six hundred pounds being tossed from the woods you know and so there's tremendous strength there um I once that's so um, interesting. I'm still the opposite of Bigfoot. That one time I tried when I was a kid hopping over a creek during a game of tag, and there was one of those old wires, wire spools in there. And I thought I was going to be like Indiana Jones and like <laughs> jump from one end, <laughs> end of the edge of the creek across yeah. it and then get across, and be like, ah, well, like well, Super Mario style. And yeah. I jumped, and then the wire spool tipped. Oh. I fell into the water, and then an old rusty nail went around my <laughs> kneecap. So Epic fail. I have no Bigfoot jeans. Me neither. I mean, look at me. I hop a backyard <laughs> fence, and, I've, and, I'm, and I lacerate my heel, break my heel spray, and I'm wearing God. a Boot. Yeah, I so think Adam like, might be onto something. I do not Adam, have. what is your personal paranormal history? Have you ever encountered anything that you could not explain? 
Well, uh, this is kind of a personal story, but I might as well talk about it since we are live. Yeah, uh, the listen, we and just to make you feel better, one of the things we've been learning is that all of these stories tend to be personal to yeah. a degree. At the very least, that it is often embarrassing. Feels embarrassing. It's not to to share some of this stuff. The story really isn't an embarrassing. I think it's more of like well, a, we'll be the judge yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so back in uh, in uh, 1994. Uh, that was when my grandpa passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that night and morning very vividly. It's probably one of my most vivid memories in my life up to this date. And I'm um, 40 years old. But um, so the night of, I was downstairs in my bed. I was I, I, I had like this den downstairs, you know, where all teenage kids, you know, have their, their den, the TV room and stuff like that. And I remember listening to my parents having a conversation that uh, my grandpa wouldn't make it through the night. And when you're young, you don't really understand. I think when you get older, you understand mortality, death more. I think we all understand that. And so the night, you know, everyone went to sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I saw, for some reason, I don't know why, I just woke up. I saw this light in the corner of my den. There's a dividing wall and then there's a light that's over by the staircase. I thought it was my dad with a flashlight. You know when a flashlight shines on a wall? You know, like, sure. oh, someone's coming around the corner, and, yeah. and, then, and then the light comes around. And this fla- this light on the side of the wall by my by my by my door it got bigger and bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter and brighter. Almost and as I, if it was getting closer. And yeah, the reflection yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Dad, Dad, I'm awake. I'm not dreaming. Mm-hmm. I'm awake. The light turns, shines on me. For a moment, I was like, and then all of a sudden, I was like, this encompass. How, how, what's the word I want to use? This, um, I was enveloped with like light and love. Hmm. And so I saw images of on the wall, on the window, images of my grandpa and I used always used to go to Husky football games because uh, you know that's a big thing. I, I play football for the Huskies. Throw that in there. Just kidding. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm saying, I'd see these images on the window. I woke up on the couch. I, I woke up that morning on the couch. In 1994, I was made fun of a lot in high school. And I'll get to that in about 30 seconds when I end the story. So I wandered upstairs and I was just like, like, you know, like you almost had experienced something beyond what your capacity of your understanding is. And I sat down at the table and my mom serving me breakfast. My dad was home one day, and I remember I turned to my dad and I go, Hey, Dad, I think Grandpa came to visit me last night. And he goes, He probably did. Because mm. he passed away. And I remember that day at school was like the best day ever. It's almost as if I just got a break. Wow. Wow. So I remember like floating through school that day going, it's like you experienced something that you didn't quite comprehend, but now I do, because I, I believe in that stuff. I believe that love is very powerful. It's our conduit to God. Sure. Yeah. And you guys understand that too. When you love, <clears throat> when you love someone so deeply, absolutely there, is, do. there is absolutely that connection that goes beyond your physical realm. 
You know, as I ripped the microphones off. And well, no, <laughs> he was in such a good mood, and then he just yeah. stormed out of here. <laughs> you know, we have we have talked about this stuff before, and and this isn't the first type of story we've heard like this, where where when somebody so close to somebody passes, and and the first thing, it's almost like there's a window where they're allowed to like um, check in and say to goodbye. check in to provide relief, Absolutely. to uh, to uh, you know their loved ones, and it's it's happened in my family, and I'm, I mean with uh, Brittany Ishibashi, our last mm-hmm. guest, and it's stuff like this is like it, you know. To re- she said that there was uh, in the Japanese culture, I think she said there was like a three day window. Was that Brittany who was I telling think, us about I that? That where yeah. spirits linger, yeah, for three days before moving on to the next world. And they, it's sort of a time period for them to come at peace and say goodbye with the loved ones in their, yeah. in their lives. I, I wanted is, to ask you a quick question. That's an awesome story. Yeah. Um, you said you saw images on the window. What did you mean? Like you saw images of you and your grandfather this on the window? This is crazy, but I saw images of, of, of the writings of First and Ten. What's that? First and Third and Two. That's the downs for football. Right? Oh, you uh, saw that written on the... Like, like they would pop up. Yeah. Weird. I saw images of football fields. Oh, mm. wow. And everything was, you know, I was just like, I'm not, I mean, this was just, I, I, I can explain it now, but when I was a kid, I was like, unbelievable, you know? Did it look like a faint reflection? or It was, was, a, it ref- like... it was a reflection like I was watching a, a big screen TV. Whoa. But it was my window. Mm. Weird. To the outside. And we had these big, big, big dark windows that looked out in the forest. Right. In Washington. I mean, these things were huge windows, and yeah. I was frightened as a kid. Like, I would sit and watch TV, oh. and you know when the lights turned on inside the room, yes. and on the outside, it's all dark. You don't know yeah. what's out there, what's I, looking I, in. I that still got to close all my windows. Very well. <laughs> that, that, still, that still frightens me yeah. to I, today. Like, I, I, there's something about that, someone looking at you that you can't see them. There's always something interesting. Yeah. About, I've always, that's a fear. You know, yeah. like We had French doors, uh, and still do in my parents' house, that are big windows, and, and actually my childhood bedroom was on the ground floor and my windows for a, a good while before they installed blinds and mm-hmm. curtains all all these windows looked out into the woods right. and so right i just remember like you sitting at home in the living room and looking and just knowing that the woods were right there in the yeah. ed- edge of the forest and even though they weren't very deep they were just ran a few acres it was enough as a kid that you're like what is out there I... in the woods <laughs> and what can see me yeah but that story is so great, and I, I had an experience when I was a kid. I'd had a really rough day, um, yeah. and I, I remember yeah. going to bed crying and feeling really bad, and in the middle of the night, it didn't feel like a dream. It felt like I woke up with my eyes closed, and I'd sat up in bed. And you know when you close your eyes and you look at a bright light and it's sort of orangey red because it's the light coming through the, sure. the blood vessels and the in, in your eyelids. And I remember sitting up and feeling this other presence in the room, which for a kid who was you know forced to go to Presbyterian Sunday school every Sunday, it felt what I could only deter- define at the time as like a Jesus force. It was this overwhelming force of love Hmm. that was just like you said, pouring into me and this reassuring voice saying, everything's going to be okay. And I remember just 
experiencing that intense sensation of love. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm, like you said, it felt like a conduit to God or a higher power. So interesting. And I fell yeah. back to sleep and I felt so much better. Like uh, my, your story really resonated with me because it, I haven't heard a lot of people t- it describe that. It literally makes that. me, I had to hold back there. It literally makes me just, the images make me kind of emotional. Yeah, like, like sure. You, I don't, I mean, I, obviously I don't want to do You would that, not but. be the first person to cry on this show, please. Yeah. But, yeah. You no, know, but, what's interesting is like to the contrary, you know, you know, your grandfather passes and that next day is going to be pretty harrowing and, and sad and tragic but what's you you say the opposite i mean that next day you were you were carried you were lifted uh, like a floating pod, floating you said and and so what is that it's as you? if the if it's, if, it's if the kids that, it, it's if the, if the kids that gave me a hard time mm-hmm. for 185 days of school right that one day wasn't there. Well, what do you think that is? Do you you do you think that was maybe a confirmation of uh, of the afterlife, or you, a confirmation of something greater than than I think our it's, material I think reality? It's the, I think it's the latter, the mm-hmm. confirmation of the material reality. I think that. I think that. You know, it's really hard to say what I think. It's, yeah, it's more about how I felt. I totally I felt get at it. Peace. I think it's not so much how you feel here in your head. It's it's in your heart. Yeah. And I know that's kind of where everybody says that, but... No, the words fail us so often when we try and describe these things. I yeah, mean, it's, I, it's, I, I it's, could it's... describe it with colors, like if I had a board, like how I felt. Sure. Um, it's but... going to be hard for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I think about oh. also, too, though, you know, with these stories? Yeah. Is it makes me realize, like, if that pure love, because it does exist, there is the opposite. Yeah. There is darkness. You know what I'm saying? And I think that in your life, you have a choice. And whatever you believe in, whatever that is, God gave you choice. Because I believe in God. You know, some people don't, but I believe that the bitch of this all is choice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah. I believe the you bitch upstairs either, you is I, calling yeah, the yeah, shot. Yeah. You can either, you can either yeah. live your life for yourself, or you can serve and be a force for others. And I think by doing the latter, I think you can live a much more of a quality, rich life. Rich life. I agree. One of my favorite quotes, you know, yeah. from Albert Einstein, and I'll paraphrase a little bit, but he was like, "One of the most important decisions we can make every day when we when we wake up is is to decide to literally decide if this is a beautiful world or if this is a horrible world." Exactly. And so uh, yeah. we have to take that to, into account with uh, how we deal with this world. Because I totally agree. I mean, we all have the. Uh, we all have the ability to grasp onto uh, to what's good, what's light, and we also have the ability to grasp onto what's dark and what's you know tears us down. And 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 the, and the world is a little bit of both, you know. Especially today, it's such a God. You all you got to do is turn on the news and just sure. And uh, you don't even have to turn on the news; you just have to pick up your phone. You're not kidding. But let me right? ask you it's, guys really fast because I was thinking about this concept. You know, the light is hard to see sometimes. Mm. There's a well, there's that lyric by the Indigo Girls. What is that? I can't believe I'm bringing the Indigo Girls. No, it's good. Where it says darkness is insatiable. Yeah, the light is hard to feel. Yeah, and I I there's something to that. I don't I don't I, I no. I think it. Look, there's a lot of like we can point to immediately Star Wars as a modern myth that deals with this. Like Yoda talks about Empire Strikes Back that. Um, Luke says, is the dark side more powerful? And he says, no, faster, easier. Um, that it is, I think there is something that 
um, perhaps because we're living here in the third dimension that some of the darker feelings are easier to access and some of the higher consciousness feelings, you know, I think, I think people can find feelings of jealousy, greed, anger, um, so much easier, especially in the materialistic system that we're living in. Those things are so much closer to our fingertips than love and and walking a higher path. I think it's difficult to walk a higher path. I think that we even have so difficult that we have certain religious constructs that are like, you can only walk this path and you have to <laughs> deny all. They're so afraid of everything being something that might be on the lower path. So we get a lot of mixed messages too. I think it's tough, you know, and we're just cool. mentally, spiritually, Physically, there's so much well, junk in this world that drags us down. I agree. And to deny that shadow self of our parts, you know, Carl Jung was a big believer that mm-hmm. we have to we have to uncover that shadow side of us because it, it exists in all of us. You know, when we when we see those those fear, those jealousy, that's just our projection of of our fears and our jealousy onto others is too. So we have all that within inside yeah. us, you know, and, and to, to, to deny it or to pretend it doesn't exist is, is it, is a, is a disservice to your mental health, I think. So, but I'm not saying to, um, you just have to look at it and try and, uh, unpack it a little bit. I think we all have work to do, you know what I mean? Uh, to figure out, uh, how we want to live our lives, you know? It is funny. I mean, I think people like we talk, I mean, there are apps that are literally set up for people to find love, you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Which is, Goes against the whole process. <laughs> it does. Because I'll tell you this right now, those dating apps, you know, coming from someone who's not who's not married right now in this life, I'm actually dating a girl who I met on an app, which is amazing. But that's rare. I mean, this is a rare, 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 rare. I, think yeah. I smell a hypocrite. No, 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 no. But you never know. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, like the fact of the matter is this. Finding a mate or finding the soulmate was never meant to be flipping a thumb. Finding a soulmate was about getting the balls to go ask somebody out, and they'd say no. So you come back a week later, you ask them again, they say no. You come back a week later, will you go out with me? She says, okay, fine. You're married for 30 years. Well, wait a well, minute. You know, on that also sounds, I think there's problems with that model too, because that sounds like you're badgering a woman. It's well, like, I can, I'm going to break pro- this but, woman's. But there's approach to like, like, it, sure. I, a, I mean, look, from my, personal example, you know, I've been married 18 years now. I have so issues with that. When I was, when I was dating my wife, we, there was no text. There was no even like any of that. And, uh, I, I always, I often tell this story. It was literally love at first sight, and yeah. and it might, it was a oh. hookup from my. Buddy. Will you tell this story because you've told me this story, and yeah. it is just that you can tell the absolutely. Story. So it was it's it, so nice. It was really just a hookup it's from so my nice. buddy, my one of my best friends, Johnny Hawks. He was just like, you know, he's from I know Van- Johnny. Yeah, know Johnny. he's from yeah, Vancouver, yeah, yeah, Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and, all uh, Canadians love those guys. I know, me too. And uh, is Johnny Hawks a falconer? No, no. So he was dating <laughs> How many a girl jet up skis there. Does he have? All right, hold on here. He was dating a girl up there, and he was just like, uh, "Hey, Bryce, uh, I think I think we we got a girl that you might like. You, when you come up, you should meet." Her. And I was like, I was on a show. I was like, "Yeah, bring her on. I'll hook it up. You know, let's do it. You know, no big deal." And um, so we drive up to Vancouver and. Uh, and uh, she worked at the same kind of uh, a sporting restaurant that uh, my friend Johnny's girlfriend did, and and so so I'm waiting. I could really care less. Just another girl. I'm you know like yeah yeah bring it on you know whatever sure. we'll have fun and and uh, but she walked through the door and uh, she came to the, uh, the little house party that uh, Johnny's girlfriend Jody was having at the time and and time kind of I saw her out of the corner of my eye and things really just kind of slowed down and I just kind of looked at her and and. And I was, 
I was just taken. I was maybe smitten, um, uh, but something very profound had uh, uh, an, an energy. And anyway, so uh, I talked to her a little bit. She sat next to me, and we got to talking. And I think she left that night, and she was like, well, let's go on a date tomorrow night. And, and so we did, and and it, and we were just talking. It was like on this whole other level. And then so the third day, we went down to this great beach called Wreck Beach. Now, this is a beach where people do you know all kinds of drugs because you have to like descend <laughs> like 500 <laughs> steps to get to this thing. And if the cops come down at uh, you know the local hippies, they play the the theme song to Hawaii Five O on their on their drums, so they know to hide their stash, right? <laughs> so great. And so I'm on uh, so uh, I'm on a little bit of mushrooms, you know, and uh, and uh, and I was just like, I got this uh, profound like thing. I was like, you're gonna marry that girl, and I was just like. Whoa. And it was like so profound. Um, like, and it, I got these images of like her in my 63 Chevy Nova. I was like, God, she looks good in that car. And I was just like, yeah, this all makes sense. And I was like, I was like kind of tears in my eyes. And and I go up to this kind of a uh, homeless guy sitting on a log. I'm like, there's always uh, a homeless yeah, guy sitting on a log in Vancouver. And I was like, hey, man you witnessed something really beautiful. He's like, all right, man, way to go. (laughs) But I, but I met, I married her. Yeah. She's she's my son. You guys have been together, what, 17 years? Eight. eight, Yeah. God, almost married 16, 17 together, 19. Would you say when you saw her the first time, like the first moment you're love with at her, first sight. love at first you love you lo- you could act if she asked you do you love me you said I love you you yes. would have said yeah it was it was I, you know I love to yeah. talk about this like I mean and, and I'll try and unpack it with her sometimes and I'm like do you think we may, maybe like made a deal in a former life do you think we've like known each other before that's possible and I often say you know hey I'll I'll search you out in the next life too you know she's like, like well <laughs> let's see three lifetimes ago you asked me out I said no two lifetimes ago you came back I was yeah. like get away from me gross right <sighs> last lifetime I was like listen if you find me in the next lifetime I will go out with you but <laughs> but you talk about that's this energy of love and uh and there, there's something that, uh, that that I can't explain with the normal f- five senses that we're given on on what well, that was. Well, you you know? think about love, like what type of energies involve love? Love is there strength. Yeah, there's commitment. There's honor. All all energies that are positive, right? That, that come with love. Like it's I a very love high vibration. It's sure. a very high vibrational and entity. Yeah. And then the words like hate, contempt. Yeah. That's low. You know, that's low vibrational stuff. And you you think to yourself like. Like the element of fear, mm. you know, like people fear things and they, they, they fear things about life, making choices, decisions. There's no love in that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, you, can... know where, you know where that's at? That's right here. And it it's, takes guttural. Your, it's guttural. It's <clears> guttural <throat> and it prevents you. It prevents me sometimes. I'm only telling you what I experienced. Yeah. I'm not saying this is like, I'm telling you from someone who struggles on a daily basis on getting out of his own way. Yeah. And this is fucking, sp- excuse me, as I beep. <laughs> no, 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 so this is this is podcast. spiritual warfare. We go through it every single day. I think one thing I, I remember when I first met you, first met Bryce. I I I, I loved you, man, because you're so positive. Oh, thanks, you have this man. positive energy about you that makes you want to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Makes you want to work with. Yeah, I appreciate Do you know what I'm saying? that. And I, and I think that's a lot of the reason why. Certain people want to work with certain people because they bring an element of of love, strength, honor to a project, to a business, to friendship. Well, I appreciate you know that, what man. I'm saying. Absolutely. So it's like that's my why, that's attraction why so to Bryce excited. is purely physical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but that's why I was, I was so excited, and especially the content. 
like to me i'm like if i'm gonna spill guts about personal experiences in life this is where I want to do it. Yeah, we open it up in I here, mean, you know. I We're mean, not afraid to. My dad, uh, I told my dad yesterday, I go, Dad, I'm going to be on a podcast. He goes, well, tell me about my my sighting in in, in um, Hawaii. Oh, let's hear that. Yeah, and he, he's been talking about it for, what, 15 years? A sighting of what? What did, he, what did your father see? He saw, um, well, I mean, he saw what, what we would call, you know, unidentified flying object, UFOs. Sure. But... Um, he said it changed his life. He As was it, having heart problems. Mm. Uh, he this image happened. He saw all these images up in the air, and then he had heart problems, and it got all fixed up. But the timing of it was 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 quite interesting. And he wants to make an animation of what he exactly saw. But but what he saw literally made him emotional. Mm. Now I wish I, I wish I had pictures and images to show you. But what he said he saw goes to show that there is other things out there and there's other amazing things. And he goes, you never know. They might have been angels. Yeah. Yeah. Was he seeing uh, craft or was he seeing lights, colors? What was... Craft morphing into different shapes. Uh, A lot of people see that stuff. That's pretty common. Performing maneuvers that our aircraft cannot do. Yeah. Um, Almost as if they're being controlled by some sort of, you know, thought. Sure. And I think there's something about that. I mean, there. It, it, I don't know if you guys experience this sometimes, but it's so hard to find the ways to um, explain this or illustrate these images. I mean, that's why. Well, absolutely. Think, that's what that's yeah. what we love talking about. We love unpacking because we've often mentioned the parallels of like, and there's other authors who do so, but like you know, the spirit and the and the fairy world, angels, demons, aliens. I mean. Um, Bigfoot. I mean, it, 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 is there a connection here? Are these things experienced through the user? That uh, is there a parallel to these things, or are they all are they all different on each of their own? You know, who's yeah. to say that uh, that these lights in the sky aren't some uh, angelic uh, provisioners? But Bryce, you know? you've done your research. You know your stuff, and and so have you about about Bigfoot and spiritual the realm sure i'm gonna say i have yeah because i have this podcast (laughs) but i'm saying like it's a work in progress the the native americans yeah you talk to a a native american he'll say oh yeah we've known about bigfoot for that's part of our and it's not taboo whatsoever and they don't shy away from discussing what what they know to be true um indigenous tribes all over the world um, They're like it's exp- a matter of fact. Yeah, it's of just a matter of fact, and and, it, and it, a lot of them say it's their ancestors. So when you talk about your grandfather and and you know this is this this vibes very well with um, you know indigenous tribes across the world saying you yeah, know no those are just our ancestors and they speak to us and they give us uh, they give us messages from the from beyond on um, on healing. On, um, exactly on on medicine and on all different kinds of information that just you're just not privy to on just a, a normal day to day basis. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. It really is, and uh, I mean, it, I think it requires. Uh, it would be great if our society kind of. Uh, you know, was a little bit more open to it because I don't think that it's it's, it's exclusive to you're either a science guy or you're a, a UFO guy. I mean, the, the people love to divide the classes, but I think that uh, you know, I think there's room for both. But I'll know? tell you what, that information is free. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, if you get ancient information on how to heal yourself, yeah, that's right. That's pretty inexpensive. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, <laughs> As opposed to going down to CVS 
You know, I, or, was, yeah. I was reading about DNA the other day and, 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 you know, what science, they'll all agree that, you know, we really only use about 3% of the DNA and the rest, they call it junk DNA. Now, now a DNA is strand is about 10 atoms wide and about two meters long, scrumpled up into this, into, uh, into something so minute, it would be like putting 50 miles of kite string into a shoebox. Um, so to say that that other 97% is junk it's just saying, well, somebody's not doing something right. And, you know, I would proffer that uh, that within that, that other 97% is encoded, um, probably the whole of human history. Um, who knows? But I'm pretty sure that it, you can't just uh, call it junk. What else could you stuff 50 miles of kite string into? <laughs> but, 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 but let me ask you guys really fast, though. Um, are, is some of that DNA... Like, I, I believe this. I truly believe this. Not from this world. Co- yeah. What is this? The cosmic panspermia? Yeah. Panspermia? I, you know, I Instagrammed this the other day. Francis Crick, who d- who was the discoverer and Nobel Prize winner of the, the double helix structure of the DNA molecule, um, he went on so far as to say, listen, there is no way that this stuff is so complex, so amazing that that the chance of this just evolving out of a primordial soup 3.5 billion years ago, there's more of a chance of a Boeing 707 being put together by a hurricane in a junkyard. So he's Mm. saying, and and he actually, you know, he said it. He said, this is obviously... Um, I believe, and this is, and people listen because you know. Well, he's a no, uh, Nobel Prize winning biophysicist. He went on to say in his one of his latter books, "I can only conclude that this must have been sent here through an alien civilization. Maybe they were experiencing some sort of supernova explosion, and the best way to uh, to compact all that information." It would be in a bacteria. I think in mm. um, Supernatural, the Graham Hancock book we talk a lot yeah. about, I think towards the end of that, they talk about the idea of some of this DNA perhaps arriving on the tail of a comet from a f- far out. Right. So there's kind and of the, two classes. Well, there's the there's also. The, sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, so there's like intentional panspermia, which yeah. is like an alien civilization is sending out their code. Well, much like say Superman. they're not shooting it on the back of a comet? Right. Much like know. Superman. And yeah. then there's unintentional panspermia, right. which would be just like, um, you know... Is panspermia the correct I term? Believe, yeah, I believe so. I'm going to Google this to make sure and then, that so we don't sound... An unintentional panspermia like would just be like, um, they're not doing it to send out their thing. They're just, uh, you know, like you said, on on the comet, there's some bacteria... Well, and then this is an, uh, an uh, uh, the, then I also hear this, and it's an argument for like boom, God, boom, intelligent design. Like if sure. that the, 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 there wasn't enough time for this DNA to evolve as far as it did, that it must have been created. But I love the idea of this stuff being so ancient that it came to us through the stars, basically impregnated the cosmic soup of our planet and the primordial soup of our planet. And then from that came single-celled organisms that evolved. And then the cool thing that they talk about uh, in like um, Daniel Pinchbeck's work and Graham Hancock's work is that then the plants... The psychosyllabin plants and the ayahuasca ceremonies, these ancient shaman ceremonies that we've talked about, the plants are there to teach us how to access 
this higher intelligence that we have inherited exactly. from our interdimensional or yeah. inter interstellar exactly. uh, ancestors. No, those which tribes I love said, that stuff because if too. if you were an advanced alien race or a higher intelligence and wanted to drop clues to people on how to use this stuff, you're not going to put it in a book. You're not going to write it on a stone tablet. No. You put it in the plants. You put it in the life forms that are around you, and then you engage with the life forms around you well, in certain not- ceremonies, and then you unlock those Well, it's, how, it's of- how the Native Americans spoke to their gods. Yeah. yeah. Mushrooms like- and ayahuasca. Now, those terms are thrown around loosely, like, oh, let's go do some mushrooms and ayahuasca, but... You talk to some people, I mean, you got to be careful doing that stuff because it reveals to you what you might not want to see. No, it's absolutely true. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, what was I going to say? I'm I'm pretty sure that's the correct term. Riley's see, Googling I see Michael's like, look that up for me. Well, because I'm not, I thought I was <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the old... Uh, but no, those uh, in, in, especially in those ayahuasca, those brews, they uh, you know, botanists will go down to the South American Peru, and they'll they'll be like, how do they know the vast encyclopedic knowledge of these plants? And there's no way because it's not like you just pull off the uh, the ibogaine tree and, and brew it up. You have to make like a mixture, like it's almost like this profound recipe. Yeah. And then there's like you know the odds of just stumbling upon you know how to make this stuff is 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 next to nil. You know. Um, so there's definitely, you know, and they'll say it, hey, these are our teachers. We get them from the plants, you know. They, so they have I, their own spirit yeah. and they tell us. It sounds know. to me as um, as we wrap up this conversation that, Adam, you are open to UFOs, Bigfoot, and ghosts, and that they all might engage together in some type of, of uh, well, I, I, single phenomena. Or you're open to I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I think the universe is a playground. I think there's so much stuff out there that we don't know. I think science explains a lot, a lot of it. I think science is a lot of it, if yeah. you know what that means. I think those experiences are science. I think there are many dimensions. I think there are many lives that people live, whether they're longer or shorter. I think some of the things we experience in our lives are reflections of what happened in the past. In order to fight through those, we have to make decisions. Mm. I would agree with a lot of that. And I, it's just I, like I was telling, like I was telling um, Riley, Riley, before you guys got here. I'm so glad. This okay, is we an relate, hour. everybody. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad this I is an hour because I, you guys would coffee. be like, okay, Adam, it's uh, it's time to stop talking because you could literally talk about this stuff till the sun goes down. Well, and that's why we made you know that's I mean you have to you, you literally have to make it an hour because if not you'll just you'll just keep on talking about this well, stuff. We got a lot more to talk about too, and we come back. Yes. It's time for high strangeness. Yeah, oh, yes. can't wait. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Well, I'm going to be excited to see how we can bring in today's topic of high strangeness oh, yeah. into this conversation yeah. because Bryce is going to share with us today one of the most maligned mm. and made fun of cryptids. Yes. I think. And I love this. In the business. Right. 
And, and I, I love it because we're taking it back a little bit to, to old school. I mean, we've talked a lot about it on this podcast, but we, we haven't explored too much Bigfoot, you know? I know. Uh, we've, I think we've done, well, we've maybe d- three episodes on Bigfoot. To, two on Bigfoot. Maybe two, I think. We yeah, had, we did uh, the... Uh, uh, I was going to say Osman Osman Spares, uh, but um, the uh, Kidnapped Patterson? by Bigfoot. Oh, right. Ba- that's right. And then we did the big footage. Yes. And we've done Yeti and Jatlov Pass. Yes. But we so haven't, you're right. That's we, three. We're getting back to our... Uh, we get back to the roots. Our roots here. Yeah. So who do you have for us today? Okay. Well, I'm pretty excited about this. So um, this is the story of the Mayaka skunk ape. Um and I don't know if you're familiar. It's also known as skunk ape, swamp squatch, uh, swamp, squ- the, swamp squatch, swamp squatch, swamp squatch, cool. Florida skunk ape, Louisiana skunk ape, skunky. Um, now this is set in is yours is yeah. set in Florida? Yeah. So, so what's in, the, it was the manna? It's the Mayaka skunk ape. Mayaka. Now, in February of 2001, a number of newspapers in Florida began to publish stories of an unnamed elderly woman's run-in with the much-fabled and foul-smelling skunk ape. Now, the skunk ape is the supposed cousin to the West Coast's Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Catching the intruder by surprise in the middle of the night, old Granny snapped two photographs of what appeared to be a large, hairy, ape-like creature that had been reportedly stealing apples off her back porch. This all took place near the Mayaka River in Sarasota County, Florida, over a period of a few days. Exasperated by the intrusions of this unusually nosy cryptid, she finally sent a letter to her local sheriff's department, including her two now infamous photographs of the ape in question. Is this the photo? This is the photo. I'll is pass it, it along okay. to you guys. Adam, here you go. Take oh, a yeah. look. Oh, yeah. There you go. You can Ooh. look at this. Uh, here's one of two photos. Now, if you're uh, listening at home, uh, now would be a good time, uh, if you're not driving in your car, to Google skunk ape photos so you can follow along with us. It'll be on our Instagram. As this portion of the podcast relies heavily on the credulity of these two photos. I'll wait. Uh, no, here we go. So, so we have, I'm going to describe, there's what looks to be a Bigfoot-like creature that's almost a sh- like a shaggy orangutan mm-hmm. that is uh, dark brown, black matted, some gray highlights, hiding behind some sort of shrub. Yeah, I think those are called palmetto plants okay. in uh, local to native Florida. Back to Granny's letter, and I have it here in its entirety, and I'd like oh, to read it we to go. you now. So, oh, that's just a copy. I have one okay. here, but uh, here we go. This guy's kind of cute. Yeah, he's pretty pretty cute. Now I was wondering, should Quite I do this in, in my granny voice or no? You I'll just keep this. Uh, I'll keep this in <laughs> no, mind. You backed off that. No, my, real fast. my question about this it almost it almost looks like she's is she in in the grass in her backyard. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah. It explains it right here in the letter, and I'll read it to you right now. Dear sir, or madam, enclosed, please find some pictures I took in late September or early October of two thousand. My husband says he thinks it's an orangutan. Is someone missing an orangutan? It's hard to judge from the photos how big the orangutan really is. It is in a crouching position in the middle of standing up from where it was sitting. It froze as soon as the flash went off. I didn't even see it as I took the first picture because it was so dark. As soon as the flash went off for the second time, it stood up and started to move. I then heard the orangutan walk off into the brushes. From where I was standing, I judge it as being about six and a half to seven feet tall in a kneeling position. That's a tall-ass orangutan. As soon as I realized how close it was, I got back to the house. It had an awful smell that lasted well after it had left my yard. Tall-ass orangutan, copyright Michael McMillan, new comic book (laughs) character coming out. The orangutan... Oh my gosh. The orangutan was making deep whoop noises. It sounded much farther away than it turned out to be. 
If I had known it was as close to the hedge roll as it was, I wouldn't have walked up as close as I did. I'm a senior citizen, and if this animal had come out of the hedge roll after me, there wasn't a thing I could have done about it. I was about ten foot away from when it stood up. I'm concerned because my grandchildren like to come down and explore in my backyard. An animal this big could hurt someone seriously. For two nights prior, it had been taking apples that my daughter brought down from up north off our back porch. These pictures were taken on the third night it had raided my apples. It only came Greeny, back... Greeny, put the apples in the fridge. Don't leave them <laughs> out on the back porch. It only came back one more night after that and took some apples that my husband left out in order to get a better look at Why it. is everyone leaving the apples on the porch? Michael, shh. We left out four apples. I cut two of them in half. Um, the orangutan only took the whole apples. We didn't see it take them. We waited up, but eventually had to go to bed. We got a dog back there now, and as far as I can tell, the orangutan hasn't been back. Please find out where the animal came from and who it belongs to. It shouldn't be loose like this, or someone will get hurt. I called a friend who used to work with animal control up north, and he told us to call the police. I don't want any fuss or people with guns traipsing around behind our house. We live near 175, and I'm afraid this orangutan could cause a serious accident if someone hit it. I once hit a deer that wasn't even a quarter of the size of this animal, and it totaled my car. And that deer only ate sliced oranges. <laughs> I could never get it to eat a peach, and I don't I don't buy grapes, so I don't know. I love how I'm settling on like half granny voice, half mine. At, <laughs> so let me just yeah. At the very least, this animal belongs in a place like Bush Gardens where it can be looked after properly. <laughs> Why haven't been people told that an animal this size is loose? How are people to know how dangerous this could be? If I had known an animal like this was loose, I wouldn't have approached it. I saw on the news that monkeys that get loose can carry hepatitis and are very dangerous. Please look after this situation. I don't want my backyard to turn into someone else's circus. God bless. I prefer to remain anonymous. And that's the letter. And from that letter and those two photos, the Florida skunk ape legend was born. That letter was worth reading in its entirety. <laughs> I know. Isn't that great? Because if you think about, like, if you're going to plan some sort of a hoax, I mean, I have a grandmother. And, and this and this is, sounds exactly how she would talk. Brag. <laughs> well, my, kid, my, uh, my grandkids come down and they play in that backyard and I don't want anybody to get well, hurt. Well, it sounds a lot like uh, the woman who is suing uh, California to make Bigfoot uh, – uh, to establish that Bigfoot exists yeah. is recognized by the wildlife, uh, wildlife and fish uh, department because she's kind of had the same point. She's like, I go hiking through here with my kids. There's like some weird giant Neanderthal creature hanging out in trees here. Like someone needs to start taking this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Mike, I think you'll like this part. Famed cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman managed to get his hands on the photos. LC. And was able to <laughs> confirm they were taken in late October of 2000 and developed a couple weeks later at a nearby Photoshop, then mailed locally to the Sarasota Police Department, you know, which in my opinion adds a little bit of credibility to the story. Also the fact that it's film and like no grandma is popping out cell phone pictures. Yeah, well, no. So and, and I buy it more now. It's so true. And they took this guy to a guy named David Bittner of Pixel Workshop. Um, and I, I say these guys because there's also another guy, David Barksy, owner of a reptile world serpentarium nearby St. Cloud. And he's a member of Sarasota's Animal Control Vision. So him and Coleman got together and they sent the high resolution scans to a film al analysis, David Bittner of Pixel Workshop. Bittner said he was confident the photo was not tampered with, as in it's not a composite overlay or special effect, nor was it a cutout, meaning that an object, the object has dimension and depth. Uh, you know, Bittner had no comment as to what they might be. 
Well, it almost too. And if you look at the first photo, I could be like, "Oh, that could be a taxidermy dummy." But then the next photo, it's there's like a different position. Its mouth is well, open. Well, that's right. And it seems to move I mean, just uh, like Granny says. It says on the second photo, it seemed to like move up. Oh yeah, it looks like it's standing up from a crouching position, opening its mouth. And how about that eye shine? See exactly. That's, that's what I was. The about, other that's thing. what I was about to say. Like that's a pretty damn good eye shine if that's a mask. And the eye shine increases on the second photograph as long as and as well as the denture. The, uh, it the looks teeth alive. Like it looks alive. You know, I've I've done the side by so some some people say, hey, this is uh this is like a display, like at Ripley's, believe it or not. Right. That's what I was saying. I've seen the side by side photo of Ripley's orangutan and and a oh. uh, uh, Bigfoot, and it is nothing like this. Um, also, you know, some hoax people say, oh, this is a guy in a suit. Well, um, you know, you can look up Google uh, ape suits, and there's there's really nothing in comparison. He looks like my bulldog, Albie. He's cute. <laughs> I like him. He's um, a pretty large man. Moreover, pretty large dude, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, just look at those teeth. Well, I got two right here. Uh, but but you, said, you said that crouching down, she thought it was... Yeah, she said. Uh, she said stumping down, like, and and because that's what like a deer does in headlight. They kind of like try and make their signature a little less over known. seven feet tall. Yeah, she's crouching she, down, so you stand up. I mean, you're looking at something that's maybe twelve feet, thirteen feet tall. Yeah, oh my yeah. Gosh, Bigfoot's here. The Bigfoot might be at the door. <laughs> um, there's a package. Riley, you got a package. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Australians <laughs> are here, everyone. All right. Well, should I keep going? I'll keep going. Moreover. Uh, this creature, costume or not, does exactly what a grape ape would do in this situation, according to primatologists. A grape ape? Did I say grape ape? You said the grape ape. <laughs> I used to love that. Because that's a different creature entirely. Yeah. The great grape ape. Shout out, great grape now, ape. Anybody remember that? I do. I do the grape, grape ape. Grape ape sounds like a grape soda. Yeah, I know. It was but, a Hanna-Barbera Hanna-Barbera. That's right. <laughs> great yeah. grape ape. Yeah, and one of those uh, icy pops, too. That was their flavor, oh, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Now, from a strictly primatological behavioral abstract, the first photo would indicate the skunk ape was showing the full tooth grin after the first flash, which would indicate fear. And then after the second flash, showing the scream face in an attempt to retreat. Fear followed by retreat. Textbook ape behavior. I mean, come on, people. Anyway, um, (laughs) that's what I wrote down. Come on, people. Uh, so yeah, that's the, that is the Mayaka skunk ape, and uh, you know what's interesting? Like like you said, the height of this thing, she said, uh, is about six and a half to seven feet standing down. But it's kind of contrary to a lot of Florida skunk ape accounts because the Florida the skunk ape is supposed to be a little bit smaller than the actual Bigfoot or Sasquatch, normally ranging in a range from about six to seven feet, yeah. um, climbing in trees and navigating their way through the swampy Everglades. Um, of Florida. And she said that it stank, right, in her she, letter? Yeah, she, she said that it stank and, and, and gave that whoop noise, which is uh, very notorious now for uh, a lot of these sightings. So you'll know Bigfooters love to go whoop, whoop. Yeah. They love to, like, you know, get out there and make their mating calls to the Bigfoot to see if they'll come. But, um, you know, these, these I think, if you ask me, these photos stand up to, to pretty good scrutiny. Did Coleman coin the term skunk ape? Nobody knows where the term skunk okay. ape came the from. The paper, did the, the paper that the letter? No, no. And actually, you know, um, let me see. I, I have it. But, uh, I, 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 yeah, nobody really knows where the term, um, it's unclear who coined the name skunk ape, but it appears to have surfaced sometime during the 60s. Mm. During the 60s and 70s, the period uh, when a lot of people were having their sightings and then more started trickling in. Now, 
Now, talking about indigenous tribes, the Miccosukee tribe of Indians of Florida is a federally federally recognized Native American tribe in the U.S. in the state of Florida, and they were part of the Seminole Nation. Um, but they have uh, um, a long, long known told stories about the skunk ape for centuries. Um, Floridians of all stripes began reporting that they were seeing the creature, and reports still continue to this day. And we were sharing. Uh, I was out the other night uh, eating by myself, which is what. <laughs> Lonely men do sometimes. Are you kidding me? Eating by ourselves is one of the best. I know. Things it's great. I, I, I just, when I was it's younger, great. I was like, "This sucks," but now I'm like, "Dude, there's nothing better than <laughs> no, this." No, it's great. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend was working. Yeah. I was eating dinner by myself, but we were Riley, Bryce, and I were trading uh, skunk ape videos. Yeah, and we've uh, some listeners have sent some stuff in. Uh, there's like you guys found uh, Bryce. I found you found one, some really good. I guess ones. it was a 2001 video taken out of Lettuce Lake, Florida, where a guy named Matt's in his canoe, and he and he turns his camera on this thing that seems to be like making camp in a way. It's got this long, long arm with the fingers, and you see that kind of. And it's more like the original like skunk ape drawings. Uh, we'll have to put some up, but mm. it's like a different face than the Bigfoot. Uh, and you could see this thing kind of moving around, almost like looks to see this canoe. And then it takes its way off back. And he said, Matt, Matt in Matt's account, he said, it went under the swamp water as it retreated away. Mm. So what's interesting to me is like, who the F is going to walk around barefoot in the Everglades because you've got water moccasins, gators yeah, galore, so stupid. Uh, bull sn- I mean, every kind of poisonous, venomous, man-eating, I mean, anything that could cripple your foot in a matter of seconds... Uh, and that's where they find these trackways, these these like and like like Cliff was saying in his uh in this one on the mattress, they seem to be more of a wide foot. Mm, I mean, yeah. it's a different character. My sister um, sent me a clip that I think I sent you as well, Bryce and Riley. Um, Riley was, I think, in Reno, <laughs> not paying attention to our <laughs> cryptid footage. Drinking Coors Light, going down the slopes uh, with the silver bullets. Well, Riley went down to Reno. Uh, we got Bigfoot videos here, uh, and it showed like what looks like a very like primate type creature with its back sitting, just like breaking branches off trees. Um, but on some of these videos, even where the footage is very convincing, I find that the people filming them are not like their reactions. That one felt a little Blair Witchy to me. Like, oh, now you're gonna, now you're gonna watch me run away and be scared of this thing. Mm. But um, the footage is compelling. I mean, it was, and that dog was definitely barking. Oh, there's that one too. That was uh, a Bigfoot sighting up in Minnesota or Michigan. That was a different one. You know, it's always interesting. The animals. The animals are the tall tale. They're the sign. Yeah. You know, that's that's where, you know, animals are able to see what's the what's able to see things just like small kids are mm-hmm. able to see things that adult adults don't see or feel things that don't you know so i always look at the animals to see what their reaction another are. big foot yeah. collector's yeah. club scientific fact yeah no it's true and you know animals see shit and Checks they also out. feel things like, <laughs> yeah. like animals will know like Everyone if you're a good person true, or not they're like okay they can sense energies you know and it's the truth well i mean there's yeah. only so many great photographic evidence of the skunk ape but there's a lot more testimonial accounts and a lot of them start where like i think it was a black bear and they're only told by the you know the people who are from there ain't no black bears out here you know um and a lot of them have been said to like there were reports of like climbing climbing the trees Mm -hmm. high to um you know get food up there and 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 then swimming in the swamps too i I thought that was very interesting Um, they're probably finding stuff under there yeah i mean so it's just uh if you're at home or you're listening look at those photos and just kind of uh i mean it definitely there's something 
And we'll some, post all the and we'll fun, post them on our, uh, on our social media accounts. We'll, we'll but, get all those videos that we've collected. But over you, the past but few you listen to old up. Granny's letter, you know, and she and 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 if you kind of put it under a little bit of scrutiny, like scrutiny, like she says, she she was out in the dark. You know, she didn't even see anything. She just used her camera to make this that flash. This looks like the uh, the flash illuminated whatever. This she thing had was, no idea what she was going to take a picture of until that flash fire, and boom, she sees that. And then she like decides takes one more and then scoots back to the house, you know. And I love how she's like, I think, you know, we all know monkeys carry hepatitis, so just somebody get after this. Granny, you you're know, bordering uh ra- borderline <laughs> racism here. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, and you know, obviously there's there is a semblance to the orangutan of this thing. And uh, you know, if you know a um anything about it there's no orangutans in florida so there she she photographed something um who's to know well i went to disney world and i saw some orangutans <laughs> yeah well that's what that's what she says it did i love this second line um it's uh is someone missing an orangutan <laughs> Bush Gardens needs to figure this out. Yeah, this, you know? this kind of creature belongs in Bush Gardens. I'm sure that they would love to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I know. Bush the Gardens. Big float of Bush Gardens. Cape. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, you know, I think I think the East Coast is happy because they finally get to compete with yeah. West Coast. To me, whatever uh, this is. Well, hold that thought because when we come back, we're well, going to yeah. ask our guest, what Adam, the hell was that? What the hell was what that? What the hell was that? What the hell was that? Hey everyone, this is Riley. The guys have been abducted by aliens, so I have to be the one to remind you that we're launching our Patreon campaign on March 28th. $5 a month will get you access to bonus episodes, exclusive posts, and more. We appreciate any support you can throw us, and don't worry, the show you've come to know and love will always remain free to download. So on behalf of the last Earthbound member of the Bigfoot Collectors Club, I want to say thank you for listening. I'm going out on the porch now to watch the skies for those pesky space goblins. It's so really- uh, it's time for what the hell is that? And I want to say what the hell was that? We just got invaded <laughs> by Australian rock stars. We did. That was the, that was the Delta Rigs. Um, they're dear friends of mine, and they're one of the greatest rock and roll bands around. If you don't know them already, look them up. Sweet. Ah, uh, well, maybe we'll post something about them. We could throw a link. They're definitely some space aliens. And they're just, yeah. Can I just say how cool their vibe was? They're like, what's up, bro? Oh, I know. I feel like we're visiting. I love guys who are like, hey, man, just got to get some symbols. Hey, you got any? uh... (laughs) They just came in and started taking things from the studio. (laughs) That's that's how well we know each other. I got a text this morning. It was like, hey, mate, can we borrow a few things? I was like, yeah, come by. Yeah. (laughs) Just come in. A bass, a guitar, some drums, a pedal. You go fuzz, mate. That guy was rad. Yeah, totally. Sweet. Um, Anyway. I showed him the picture of this, uh, the skunk ape. I said, what do you think? Real or fake? Fake. Fake. (laughs) He says that we have a uh, saying in Australia, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And I I like that. I like that. They can tell some stories. That that should should be the motto. We're going to claim that's the motto for our podcast moving (laughs) forward. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Speaking Uh, of the truth. Yeah. What do you think the truth is behind these photographs and the account of the skunk ape? Well, there's definitely something there. Mm. Um, I always think to myself, I need to see an image of what these people look like. I need to see an image of what these people look like just in terms of, you know, I I don't want to make a generalization, but you always wonder, you talk about like 
the people who shoot these videos. And oh like, yeah, you, you Gra- Granny, because like, it was an anonymous letter. Yeah, anonymous letter. Um, they have searched her out now. Um, Lawrence, Lauren Coleman, and uh, and David Barksy, they they took high measures to try and um, high measures, high measures. Now, to try how high do, were those measures? Do I think that there's something there? Absolutely. Do yeah. I think it's some sort of creature? I'm going to have to say it probably is. I don't know if it is. I mean, shadows can do weird things. Um, I think the most important thing about this, also too, is that you have to be skeptic as well too. You have oh, to you God. have to really really think about when things. I do we my research. Oh, yeah, run yeah, yeah, yeah. very low on skepticism <laughs> around here. Well, when I do my research, one of the first things I'll look to is the is the skeptics because yeah, oh you yeah, know, they they off they often offer some great like points which you can counterbalance. I believe with with the truth. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like so, you know, like, you think about it, like okay, like if a Catholic priest performs an exorcism, there's an old saying that. It's the Catholic priest that you have to get to believe it. Mm, right. They go into it thinking this is fake. Right. That's the approach that the that the you know the Vatican tells them that says, "Hey, this is the last possible thing that yeah. this is." That's how they approach that. So I approach that particular photo with there's something there, mm. but I'm gonna say it's it's not what. That's just my personal feeling. Sure. Does that particular creature exist? Could be. I yeah. feel like you are stabbing us in the back right now. Like, just <laughs> turning on us so hard. No, but here's the thing, though. But here's the thing, though. Like, like, God. like, I, uh, do you wear I, the wrath of the drunken 1940s do, dad do, strength? The drunken wrath. But oh. do I believe? He snapped our podcast in half all of a sudden, single the, grip. All of a sudden, the last day of the podcast. He was, he was going great until that fucking guy came in here and fucking got drunk. And, uh, um, do I believe that that there is a Bigfoot creature out there? Absolutely, 100% exists. Do I think that he wants to deal with human beings? F no. Does I he talk- want apples, though? Free apples. Have you, have you tasted what an organic apple tastes oh, like? Man, or like man. a real one off the vine? Have you ever had a swamp apple? That shit is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but not the kind you get at Whole Foods. I'm oh, talking yeah. about the kind like at, at uh, Farmer's Market, like the organic oh, yeah. kind. Because apples originally are supposed to be this small. Genetic modification has made them this big. True. Like they're they're sp- they're supposed to be this small, and so you taste that. You taste like the nutrients in it are just unbelievable. So if you're if you are a skunk ape, and I'm off, I'm wrong, and then they do this. You're like, that is, I'm gonna go after. That's that. a bargain. That's a bargain. Some old lady, and she's not gonna do anything. <laughs> no. You know? Well, listen, we're talking about the Florida Everglades, which and and you we were talking about the 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 vast wilderness of the of the Trinity National Forest in the Washington area. Listen. You know the Florida Ever Everglades are home to like, um, well, let me see here. Uh, well, a lot of like places where you could get lost. I mean, it's a vast, vast area of uh, of undiscovered and uh, kind of really unpopulated territory. If you're going to hide as a creature, and you know, I've often thought thing. like these big yeah. these Bigfoot, you know, they could smell you coming a mile away, right? So if, if I mean, there's they would, may able may hear you vibrations yeah. in the ground. They can hear that stuff. And, no, yeah. You know, a little known Bigfoot fact, their ears are in their feet. <laughs> that, <laughs> that could be true. True. <laughs> well, no, Bryce, I was thinking about this. You know, immediately when you said that, you, if you ever take a flight at night and you fly across the country, there are moments when you look down, if you're sitting by the window, you don't see any light. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. No, I it's mean, very true. I mean, that's where you'd want to be if you wanted to hide from someone or not be seen. I mm-hmm. think it would be relatively easy. Now, I guess I guess what, what, what gets me a little bit is... Uh, 
is, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, the vast majority of the reports of the skunk ape, and we'll have to, uh, to look to some of these drawings that we'll post on our social media account, but they, they differ highly than this sort of orangutan-looking uh, mm -hmm. creature. The Florida skunk ape has more of a compact head, larger sure. kind of uh, big ovalescent eyes, and, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in between as this well. This is tricky. But, mm. I mean, this does look like something you would see at like... Oh, uh, and webbed feet. I've also read that uh, Florida skunk apes, there's been uh, webbed feet on some of those casts, well, uh, having spent most of their time in the water. Maybe that's why they so go they swimming. So they weren't ever able to investigate like tracks or anything because she remained anonymous? So no, yeah, no... she remained anonymous, and they were never able to, uh, to find this lady, uh, although they did try and track her down. Um, but you know, like I said, that Lauren Coleman and David Barksy, they, they were able to determine that these photos were taken when they said they were, uh, they were, they were developed at a local photo shop and sent just like she says in a letter to the sheriff's department. Um, I mean, I believe there's something in this there's photo. There's something in, I, I mean, that is absolutely some sort of creature. Is it a costume or is it like a big, um, like fake? taxidermy well, you know, thing I, but you, it, i don't know I if, it, if there were just the one like if it were there were just one of these i would but i like that the way it moves looks natural the mouth and the head moving up like if it was a taxidermy thing you'd have to make two creatures well that's the thing maybe they did but this and looks listen, like I've, the same i don't know I don't if you know. have but i've googled like orangutan suit ape suit gorilla suit and you monster! There is not. I mean, there is nothing that even comes close to something that you could yeah. buy off of, like, um, you know, eBay or Google or whatever on anything that looks, you know, anything close to like that. I'm just happy these things exist. I'm just happy these types of photos exist, whether they're yeah, um, scams or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, because it is one of those things where it's like it really straddles the line between like believable and fake and i guess that sure. like like adam it's, says the easy thing you have to go is like well it's obviously um a dummy and you know you have to rule out but again as someone who has seen weird stuff they can't explain i have a really hard time writing this stuff off 100 sure. percent. yeah so you almost have to prove just as much as I need you to prove that that thing is a real creature, you also I also need the proof of the costume. Like, bring me the costume, bring me the photos, bring me the dummy, show me that, and then I can I need both. You know what I mean? You have to prove it to me one way or another. Because if it's a hoax, that's a pretty elaborate hoax. So show me how they did that hoax. Yeah, I was looking. I found what I was looking for. At over one and a half million acres, the glades, the Florida Everglades, are the largest wilderness area east of the Mississippi with thousands of acres untouched by man. If indeed something this strange could exist, it surely would be there. Of course. Of course. Great. Cool. All right. But what's important, too, is, you know what? If if she took that photo and she had that experience, it doesn't matter what we say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I because do. because oh, to her, if that really happened, it's all, that's all. That's all. That's, but that's where the fine line is. See, now it's like our experiences, like to us, are our experiences. Could they be something different? Could it be the mind playing a trick on you? Absolutely. But to us, they're important. Well, that's yeah. great, too, because yeah. that makes me think of what Craig Ferguson said, which is like when we asked him about what do you think it is, he goes, it's none of my business. It's not for me to know. And it is, there is something sort of inherently uh, that comes along with this territory that we should kind of stop and ask ourselves, like, who are we to judge? Like, why no. is it 
on us for us to decide that's real, that's fake, that's, you know, let's just take, I guess one of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast is I'm just trying to take these stories at face value, take them in, listen to them, and, and enjoy them for what they are. Now, obviously, we say, what the hell is that? What do we think? We want our guests to kind of weigh in. But at the same time, I think it's good to check ourselves and be like, why do, you know, this this community comes along with a fair amount of uh you know judgment sure. and i think we have to go okay just let's not also be assholes by judging other people you know and that's something that i can very easily fall in the trap to uh you know in the trap it's fun to make fun of these creatures and sometimes make fun of the the witnesses who find them um but why are we and i'm just putting this out there as a sort of existential question why are we taking it on ourselves to 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 call these people crazy or call this you know why why judge that harshly about no it's a great question and you know i've always said uh, i i want this to be a mysterious world in which i live you know i'm I, i don't need to have the answers to these things but the questions are always the most important things to me you know what's out there what's in here you know what are these people experiencing what are these photographs of what are these video of those shape shifting orbs in the sky that are outmaneuvering our jets yeah what is this stuff you know and i don't know yeah what is it i don't know and that is why this exists it's like what what is it you want to know it's the excitement of 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 knowing that there's something out there yeah that well to me there's (laughs) just got to be something more than this life you know and i i I don't know what that means on an existential basis but i i just honestly feel that uh that our nature, uh, how we view reality, is uh, is illusory. I mean, I don't believe that, uh, in my own personal view, that uh, you know this materialist. Um, well, and what if what world if, we are living in? What is, if this creature? What if this creature only existed for that granny? Yeah, right. And that the camera allowed her to capture that image, but I don't know, like. The answers could be so much more complex than we even. Well, imagine. we've said it before. The observer plays a yeah. huge part on these accounts. So, are we? Or well, do, no, no, do you I, got I, a role? No, 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 no. I just had. A, I just. I was. I was holding up the phone because. Oh, I, was, I thought you were showing just, us I, the I was, time. I was thinking of a. Yeah. Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Damn, I gotta go. Good. This yeah. guy's up. This guy's up. What the heck? <laughs> no, I was gonna say. You know, I was having a conversation before the podcast started about technology and about cell phones and about the cell phone frequencies. You know, you have a cell phone next to your bed the frequency is like 50 rf that changes your dna and molecular structure in your body making your body um just changes it up you when you look at your cell phone it changes the sh- a shape of your spine into a u shape what so if you notice you look at kids nowadays their posture is changing the spine is an s shape a spiritual shape of connection communication um, what's the word? What's the yoga term I want to use? Um, being mm. present. Sure. The U shape is not. Well, so what's happening is, is because of this, we are not able to think outside the box. Well, you know, are I, you saying the U shape is from like use, like bending over and like people having their heads down, or what? Or radiation from the phone is changing our changing our DNA and our po- our posture is changing because of our cell phones because we're all looking down. Oh, gotcha. So kids if you yeah. look at if you look at teenagers like I I do teaching once in a while and you look at kids their posture is changing because of 
Yeah, slumping over. You know, I have those. uh, I have those Himalayan salt lamps in each room where the Mm. kids use their iPads because I know they're supposed to. uh, Admit a sort of counterbalancing shit just got new wagey up in <laughs> here. What I was getting at is that don't you think that that kind of blocks? I believe that that frequency or whatever this is that we carry with us at every moment of the day now blocks certain things from. I don't know from us seeing certain it, things. Possibly, I, I mean, I, I think on a very basic level. I mean, I. Um, I almost hit a man with a car the other day because he was crossing the road <laughs> looking at his phone and yeah. just walked out without, just walked blindly out on the road. Fortunately, I was not looking at my phone. I was paying attention to the road, so I slowed down. But like, so on a very basic level, yes, phones are just a massive distraction anyway. So, and yeah, I think like you're mixing in different frequencies. It could, I, I don't know, you know, I'd have to know that's, that's a, that's a, I'd have to know more about how there that, was that interesting if, article how that, that works that but. came out, uh, astronaut Scott Kelly and his twin brother, Mark Kelly, they say spending a year in space altered his DNA up to five to 7%, which was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, DNA can be altered. It can evolve. Um, it can change. And maybe there's some encoded messages in there, which our cell phones are prohibiting. That's why I'm not on mine a lot. I want those messages, man. I'm on it a lot because I'm ke- trying to get this podcast out <laughs> to the people. Do you, do you, when you, when you go to sleep at night, do you keep it close to you? You know, I, I've been charging. I tuck it, it because... in between my legs, <laughs> nestled right you know, in my tank. My wife tells me, you and know, I say, "Good night, phone." Good night. You know, my wife says she says put it on airplane mode when you go to sleep. That way, it stops. Uh, you know, the because it go it basically goes radio silent when it's on airplane mode. So maybe that's some good advice to our listeners. Out I've there. been thinking about keep, just keeping it charged in another room or I do whatever, that. putting it away, just using an alarm clock, and just yeah, getting yeah, an alarm yeah. clock because I it's like let's just get the alarm. I also don't like. Guys, I don't like <laughs> getting up in the morning and then the first thing I do when I turn off my alarm is I also see whatever news items exactly. and exactly. texts and Ooh. I'm just sometimes I can Ooh. just set the tone wrong. I you know I'm the same way I told my That's wife why I like, do that. Oh, that exact reason. Don't like, go to that news. Trump team. accuses Mueller. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I need coffee and toast. So if you are a a creature in the wilderness and why the Hell, would you want to communicate with us? Yeah. Because Ganny's got good apples. <laughs> All right. When we come back, it's time for Collector's Corner. Sweet. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Bryce Johnson from Bigfoot Collectors Club. Listen, if you have a paranormal story, we want to hear it. Write to BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com with your paranormal encounter, and we just might read it on a future episode. And we're back, Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, we not only collect short sto- short stories, <laughs> short pros, we collect pros. We not only collect stories of strange uh, around here, we also collect things ourselves. Uh, and um, that was a great setup. Adam, do you collect anything? Gosh, do I collect anything? Or did you? Did I? Uh, well, of course I collected comic books when I was younger, baseball mm-hmm. cards. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle Mariners fan? No, I'm a... Well, you know what? Actually, I'm starting to become okay, more of a Mariners cool. fan. I'm a Seahawks fan, Northwest oh, yeah? person. Cool, yeah, cool, you know? cool. What baseball team were you into as a kid? It's kid, baseball season baseball again. Baseball season, I think... Um, I think it's Royals opening baseball yeah, tomorrow. Something. I always like the Mariners, but I think, you know, like, there was something about the Red Sox and the Yankees just because those teams are like the, like the patriarchs, the yeah. patriarchs of, of baseball. Um, 
You know, I think for me, I like plants. Oh, I think plants I are plants. cool. I th- you know, I, I, I like to collect more plants. Are you a nativist plant person? Do you collect a lot of like succulents and things you can grow easily in California, or are you just any and all plants? No, man, just just stuff that's like I don't know. Like um, I've always thought bonsai. Bonsai. I just pictured like yeah. you're so casual about it. We cut to your home yeah. and it's just <laughs> just a forest plants. inside. Well, I truly believe like my sister. Like it looks, si- you look like skunk ape sitting <laughs> yeah. in your living room. My sister collects a lot of plants. She believes you know it cleans the air and stuff like that. I it believe does. that too. Absolutely. I think the energy of plants are fantastic. Fantastic, having nature around you. NASA um, believes that. They recommend that you keep, I think it's like four to eight plants in your house. I need yeah. Guys, let me tell you something. So I have I plants more... on my porch. I need to bring some more pants. Got to bring them inside. If and I pants. Could dr- I need more pants. If I could grow trees, you know, like r- big redwood trees or big evergreen trees, you know, I was driving down through Big Sur, California uh, on Saturday. Those trees, man, are like spiritual beings. They are alive oh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's like to say that, like they're living, you know, it'd be cool to have that. Some of them are thousands of years old. Thousands of years old. And here's what trips me out too. Like long after I'm gone, they'll be there. Mm-hmm. Just still there. Like that, that landscape of those trees. Oh, they'll still be there. Yeah. That, does that trip you out? Like, like I think about that, my like existence. Like I always find myself thinking about as I get older, I'm like, that tree doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> no, it's true. It doesn't care how you feel. <laughs> Well, you know, my, it, my dad always loved quoting uh, Reagan, if you've seen one tree, you've seen them all. <laughs> Cut them down. <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, my God. He was not a fan oh of my. He was not a fan of Well, me. speaking of cutting down trees, I brought a collector's item for today. Now, uh, I will be signing these once this, – this is airing after this, but this weekend – uh, I will have. Uh, I'm signing uh, my brand new comic. Book. Oh yeah, it's a preview copy, Adventure Van. This is, uh, this is your comic. Yeah, I'm doing going down this weekend to WonderCon. This airs after that. Um, so this is my new comic book. This is just a 10 page free preview. This will. This is going to come out this summer. Um, and I brought one for everybody. Oh, thanks, oh Mike. Oh my um, god, this is awesome. Yeah, uh, it's a book about a guy who is segueing from adolescence into the adult world and discovers. That he is the heir to a fantasy kingdom, much like Prince Adam is in Eternia, except he uh, was, instead of, um, you know, like Luke was smuggled away to Tatooine, this kid was smuggled away to Earth, and instead of growing up to become a warrior king, he is sort of a guy who doesn't know what he's doing with his life, and now he's answering the call to his destiny. Relatable. He kind of looks like you, Adam. (laughs) He actually kind of does. does. I was just like, wait a second. Uh, So yeah, this is just a preview copy. Um, Like I said, I was signing some at WonderCon. Uh, I will be. I was. We're in the time machine a little bit here, but um, I have extra copies, and I wanted to say to any listeners out there, if the first five uh, listeners who DM us on our Bigfoot Collectors Club Instagram, I will send you a free copy uh, to your home uh, so you can get your own copy uh, since you uh, probably missed me at WonderCon this weekend. So the first five people who DM me, I'll send you a copy. Oh, this right is so on. cool. Um, is, so I, 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 I need to give cool. him a link to my phone. He's got to see the link to the... 
But uh, yeah, oh, so yeah. this will be um, out in this uh, this summer. So this is just a free preview for now. But uh, yeah, it's Adventure Van by Golden Apple man. Books. This Thanks, is dude. Awesome. Uh, where can people find your work, Adam? Where can people find? Uh, is it? I'm sorry, not Confessions of a Superhero. It's a Once Upon a Superhero, uh, the movie. Um, right now, we're trying to figure out distribution. Okay, we're cool. To do that. So if people want to check out your send, short films, I can send you. Uh, I can send you a private link to check cool. out. Um, where can listeners find your work? Listeners, just go to IMDb. Okay, <laughs> cool. Where you, uh, if people want to find you on uh, social media, where where can they? Adam underscore Marcinowski cool. at Instagram dot com. Awesome. Um, yeah, cool. I'm not Great. a big. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm more of an Instagram person than yeah. I'm like a Facebook we person. Are too. I, we are I feel too. like that's. I feel like it's it's better. I don't know. I've been, been on Facebook in years. We have a fun Facebook page for the podcast, but other otherwise, I've been dropping off Facebook massively. So I'm doing. I it for personally you guys. think Facebook is. Yeah, they're yeah. tied up in a little controversy. Hey, I'll shout out the uh, the short film that uh, Adam and I were in, Lucidia, and you can find yeah. it on my website, BryceJohnsonActor.com. And I will post that on our Facebook page. And it's full too, version. The and Club. it's uh, it's about a uh, it's about lucid dreaming, a subject I'm fascinated with. So check it out. Cool. Um, I think you'll enjoy yeah. it. Cool. I started a new project. Um, I'm really into ambient music. Oh, oh, wow. So I've started a thing. It's called Peace Drone. So I'm just at Peace Drone on all the things. Riley, it's, it's a, wow. uh, it's a live, live ambient music broadcast. Oh, cool. Um, I just started doing I've done three of them so far. Um, oh. So if I don't have an exact date or time when I do decide to broadcast pinned down, but okay. everything stays archived. So oh, that's cool. Okay, if you we'll want to check it out, up. it's sort of like audiovisual wallpaper for relaxation. And, and Riley, if we just want to come hang out here, can we do that too? Totally. Yeah. totally. <laughs> if I want to just sit back and, and forget about life, I'm going to come in here. This is awesome. This that's is the place. I came in here for what we do. I came in here and I was Monday. like, I was like, this is where you have a podcast. That's yep. exactly what I, I thought. I, <laughs> Synchronicitous. Synchronicitous is absolutely right. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, McMills, M-C-M-I-L-L-Z-Z. As always, I want to thank our guest, Adam. Thank you so much for coming in and yep. sharing your time and your stories with us. Riley, thank you for all the hard work you do. Thank Bryce, you thank you for all the hard work you do. And thank Ooh, you for sharing. Yeah. The, there you go. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Um, I just want to say, you know, thank you for creating the environment where it allows you to share those stories. Awesome. It's important, too, you know, because you really got to... Um, you got to make people feel it. You got to yeah. make them understand that the, these things are out there and they do exist. Oh, man. And so you thanks, shouldn't be afraid man. to tell people about it because. Hey, we're in Hollywood. There. We're not yeah. afraid of being called yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, and I want to thank, thank you so much. And I want to thank, uh, this is a lot of thank, thank. This is the new, this is the new section called Thank You uh, to Sun Eaters for our music from the song Come Alone, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. And once again, everybody, head over to Patreon. If you can chip in a buck a month or five bucks a month, we really, really, really appreciate it. Truly. It helps us just keep the show running. And we um, promise to deliver on that. Uh, yeah, extra we're, special we have content. some awesome stuff coming up for you. I already have a special plan for April, and I'm excited about it. Amazing. We've got another road trip that we're cooking up, mm-hmm. um, and summer summertime's chock full of fun cryptid yeah. stuff. So we're going to be expanding the show, the scope of the show, over the next few months, and I think you guys are going to be really, really happy. And your donations will help us get you know gas money to get places and do all this stuff. We just want to cover the cost of the show. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And you know what? If you can't chip in, we get it. Um, you're just 
just Bigfoot karma goes down a little bit. But uh, no, we we uh, we we want to thank we do we want to thank you, the listeners, for giving us a shot and for listening. We we love you guys, and uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Bye bye. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.